Welcome to the HSO Dynamics Matters podcast, your regular solid dive into the world of Microsoft technology-related matters and much more besides. I'm your host, Michael Lonnan, and today I'm joined by HSO Public Sector Lead, Matt Bertwistle. In this edition, we delve into the pressures facing local authorities in delivering services to the communities they support and how changing the focus of technology adoption can help meet those needs in a more cost-effective and efficient way. So grab a brew, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Tea or coffee? Tea. How do you have it? Milk, no sugar. Sweet enough already, Matt. Sweet enough already. Meat or vegetables? Uh, meat. Have you ever considered becoming a vegetarian or a vegan or anything like that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely consider. Um, don't eat a lot of red meat, mainly chicken. Yeah. Um, I could easily become vegetarian if I had to again. Oh, good. TV or book? Uh, book. Good man. Technology first or people first? People. Good, good, good. So when we're talking about people first, technology plays uh, a really big role in uh, in helping local government organisations serve, serve the needs of the communities. But on a more general basis, what do you think is the biggest challenge for, for those local government organisations serve those communities? What's the biggest hurdle that they've got to, they've got to get over? I, th- I think everybody would probably recognise just how tough it's been for the local government over the, the past decade. Uh, I mean, the, the budgets have been slashed from central government. Yeah. Um, but yet the demand for the services that they need to deliver hasn't gone. So they've had to do more in many cases with, with a lot less. Um, and that's the challenge of, of balancing out, well, what services do you need to, to offer um, to your citizens? You know, things like, you know, refuse collection, everybody wants their bins emptying. It's a service that people demand. Um, but then he gets into other services, which know uh, around social care and, and, and various things. And, and those those are the elements that I think any one of us could, could see, probably have some personal experience of, of knowing that those services have now just had to, to go by the wayside. Yeah. Do you think so a lot of it is the demand is increasing then? That's what's putting the pressure on, on delivery a lot of the time? I, I think it's the demands there, most definitely. Mm. I think... You know, the, the age of austerity has probably increased the demand in many cases for those those services. Um, people are having to make do with a lot less themselves. You know, the introduction of universal, yeah. for example, um, you know, has had a massive impact on people. And, you know, and the central government will provide funds for local authorities to help citizens in need. But again, it's it's not a huge amount and has to be carefully, carefully managed. Um, so, yeah. so that's that's the dilemma that, that I, I see, you know, local authorities having to face is how do we sort of continue to offer the services um, to the standards that our citizens expect yeah. and do that in a very constrained um, budget um, environment? Yeah, so population demand goes up, but uh, finances generally come down and go the other way. Um, so for those local authorities then that are having those challenges and, and still want to deliver those services, um, how might technology help them um, 
yeah, quite simply, how can technology help them when budgets are going down and demand is going up? I think you, you've got to look at it from, and this is where the commercial aspects of, of, of operating. Um, and if you take, for example, um, uh, utilities, um, they operate in a very competitive market. It's very heavily regulated and the regulator will demand that they operate in a, in a way that is, is cost effective because there's only, again, there's only so much money that they're prepared to, to, to give them. Yeah. So the cost to serve of your customers um, is an important metric for utility organisations. So they're about trying to reduce the cost to serve without um, hurting the service that they offer. And, and I think what you see is with local authorities able to take advantage of technology to, again, to deliver the same standard of services that they've always had, and in some cases, make it actually even better so if you get close to their citizens, um, but do it in a way that is, you know, is not cost prohibitive and, in fact, will lower the cost of what their existing organisations uh, and support costs are. And I'm right in saying that, that you know, if for organisations, local authorities that are looking to use technology to help uh, service delivery, it doesn't have to be uh, today, in these days, it doesn't have to be a big bang change, does it? You know, we talk, we talk about digital transformation, which sounds like this big mammoth thing. It really doesn't have to be like that in order to get value out of the technology, does it? Because things have changed now, aren't they, haven't they? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the way that, you know, technology companies you know, and I include HSO in, in that, the way that we're engaging with our, with our customers is, is a lot different than what it used to be. Um, nobody wants to really engage in a monolithic nah. program of, of technology implementation and the associated change that, that, that goes with that. There are times when it is appropriate when, you know, a replacement of a platform is, is needed and it just yeah. has to be done. But these days, people are certainly looking to do um, shorter um, projects to deliver value quicker. So if you can take an example of, you know, a, a business process that can be automated, um, therefore saving time for, you know, members of staff rather than having to manually push paper around, if that process is able to be automated, then the time that's saved you know, over the course of a month, for example, yeah. adds up. Yet the time that it takes to implement something like that could be less than two months. So you get a very, very rapid payback. You get the benefits straight away. And those small changes, you do a few of those small changes, um, and then they add up to something that's very substantial. And, that, and that's that's the way that we're seeing certainly local authorities are coming to the market and, and asking for solutions that are are quick and easy is probably not the right word, but mm. more simple to implement so that they can get that faster benefit. They mm. want to get they want to get that technology benefit out to the their citizens who, who are going to be using these things. So yeah. Uh, and that's an interesting point. And do you think that's do you think most local authorities are aware or get the question is do you think most lo lo local authorities are thinking I, I, if I've got to change, I've got to change big and I can't do that, I've, so I've got to stick with what I've got. Or do you think it's actually that they're becoming more agile in their thought process? They're thinking about these these small incremental changes that, to deliver value. Do you think it's becoming um, more prevalent, I suppose? I, I definitely do see that there is a, there's a change happening um, you know, in, in uh, local and regional government. 
the decisions that are being made at, at the higher levels about how to utilize technology um, is it's certainly different than what it used to be a, a decade ago. Um, and part of that is driven by obviously the constraints that we were talking about before when you've got so much budget to, to, to spend and invest in. Yeah. But also it is the, the recognition that um, there has been strong investments made in the past that actually make islands of, of, of data and islands of systems but it is still feasible to join those and to get some efficiencies um, by doing some fairly quick, rapid process automation, or, uh, better uh, analysis using some uh, reporting tools, for example. Those types of projects, and that I'm certainly seeing the leadership in, in IT departments and finance departments going, we know that we can do this. We don't have to chuck away what we've already got. We can actually add to it and improve. If you if you were working with a local authority, or if a local authority was thinking um, we do need to offer more value, we who are feeling that they weren't quite as connected with their communities as, as they would like to be, what might what advice might you offer to them as being the first step to um, to bridging that gap? I, I I think the the easiest way is to is to not think too big. Okay. Um, you, Obviously, you're aware of what it is that you want to provide. You've got the basics of, of a use case. Um, but quite often, doing something that is, is fairly small in scale, but which can then be expanded upon afterwards, is, is the way to go. And we're, we're getting, you know, we do a lot of proof of concept work of, of trying out a use case and looking at, okay, well, what are the implications of this? Where does data need to go? Who's going to be using that information? How's it going to be managed? How are we going to report and analyze that information? So there are a lot of questions that come out of doing what is still a small proof of concept. But by keeping that, that scale and scope um, tight, it means that we're much more effective in getting those solutions deployed and getting them in front of the end user, the, the customer, the citizen, whatever you might want to be yeah. first, um, is, is a much more effective way of, of working. Um, you don't even want to be taking six months to deliver some of that. You want it in, in weeks, and, and that's that's the sort of work that we're doing with, with clients now. It's so very rapid proof of concept. You just give us what you can do in a couple of weeks. Most, if not all, local government authorities face budgetary pressures against a backdrop of increasing needs for services. And technology can help offer some relief by improving the connection between the authority and their communities and the collaboration between frontline workers and back office support. And Matt's advice here is to start small, get quick value before expanding out. Small proof of technology concepts are often a quick and easy way to identify approaches that can help. Matt, as always, has bucket loads of wisdom to share, so stay tuned for more from him over the coming weeks and months. And where can you find out more? Just visit the Dynamics Matters podcast page at www.hso.com forward slash dynamics hyphen matters. So until next time, take care of yourselves. <laughs>